Hey listeners, a special thank you to Blunt Collections for sponsoring our program. Check out Blunt Collections on Instagram or Facebook for all of your hobby needs at a great price. Sports cards, pop vinyls, Pokemon cards and protective equipment. While you're there, why not try out a sports card break? Check out Blunt Collections today. Welcome everyone to the 35th episode of the Double Double NBA Show Australia, presented by the Double Double Podcast Network. You're here with your host Jack and my co-host Anthony, the three-point man, Bubble Tenkardi. There you go, mate. Had a win last night. Who? We didn't. I didn't. in basketball. Oh, okay, yeah, but I didn't. The Grizzlies haven't had a win. No, the Grizzlies have not had a win in the bubble But we'll get it. We've had one, actually. We'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll talk about how I feel about my team at the moment. It's quite, it's quite negative, <laughs> but, but that's time, okay. Mate. What are we doing today? What We're we going to just have a look at a whole bunch of different stories from the NBA and the bubble, and some some signing news, and have a chat about some some predictions of what we think is going to happen in the future. So we've got a lot going on. So make sure you tune in and listen. You can find all of our stuff on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So just look up Double Double NBA Show Australia. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at Giannis headbutting once his Wagner, which I'll get into later. So, actually, no, let's bring that up first. So, yesterday, in the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Washington Wizards, Giannis, of all people, headbutted Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. No idea why. It literally does not matter for the Bucks whatsoever that game. But the reason I wanted to bring it up too, which is, it's a silly suspension because is it a one-game suspension? It's a one-game suspension, yeah. Good for the Grizzlies, not good for the Grizzlies actually, because I want us, I want the, I want to be put out of my misery and sort of end it. So that, that's giving me hope. But even is a headbutt the most alpha move you can pull on someone? I don't know. I feel like it sometimes. I think it is. I feel like the headbutt's like an an overrated like oh, attack no. tactic because it hurts <laughs> your own head. Like, you've got to have a solid head, because if you headbutt someone, like, mind you, Mo Wagner dove on the ground like he was bloody in the Premier League. Sniper. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, if you're going to headbutt someone, you better hope you got a solid head, or you make contact in a good party head, because imagine if you go to headbutt someone. Mate, look at the size of that man's forehead. He's But imagine fine. if you accidentally turn your head a little bit, and it hits you right in the temple, and you come off second best. Does that other player then get suspended because, like, you came off second best? I don't know. Does what did, did Wagner actually get a suspension? He wouldn't have no, got a suspension or anything not. like that. No way. But I think it's the most alpha move, because re- realistically... I've never seen someone headbutt someone, and then the person that got headbutt like starts swinging. That's usually the end of the confrontation. That is true because it's no one's going to swing because they just like I just get hit in the head with a head. I still feel like elbows <laughs> are way cooler than a headbutt. Elbows look cooler, but that's just my Definitely. personal opinion. Uh, let's move on to something a little bit more interesting. First thing I want to talk about is the the standings in. The playoff races. I don't want to talk about I'd that. just like to clearly state that the Washington Wizards are now 11th. Uh, so somehow <laughs> so they went backwards. <laughs> somehow they've gone backwards a few spots, which is is quite humorous. Uh, I can't believe they were actually invited to the bubble. They've had 24 wins all season. Like Ooh. that is pretty ridiculous when you think about it. I think they were invited because they fell with they fell in like the four game or six game or something, wasn't it? Six game yeah. off the. So the the NBA was like, well, to be fair. I think the Hornets and the Bulls both would have been better it's, watchers than the Wizards. It's like when you go to the movies with your friends and your mum's like, can you take your sister? And she's just like, no. <laughs> so, but you have to because the rest are invited. Well, I guess so. I guess so. All I can say is the Wizards have been a disappointment, but we thought they would be. 
Um, a lot of the things... No Bradley Beal as well. What, what can you expect to happen? No. And not too much stuff has, has changed or shuffled around in the East playoff race. Philadelphia 76ers, who I think both of us gave raps on, but I definitely gave a massive rap to and was like my underdog for the entire playoffs. And I (laughs) apologise. Yeah, I think we ruined their entire season because (laughs) since then they've had a number of players with small niggling injuries and then Ben Simmons has gotten, I believe it's called a subluxation, of his kneecap, which is basically it dislocates and puts itself back in. And then Joel Embiid's gone and got himself an injury and found himself ruled out for the next week. Yeah, so they're on Struggle Street at the moment when they had some issues already to begin with. And at the moment, if uh, you know everything stays as planned, the 76ers will come up against the uh, Raptors, uh, not the Raptors, the Celtics, sorry, mm. in the first round, which... To be honest, Boston are pretty much on fire at this point, and I really don't see Boston. Maybe I'll curse Boston and they'll all get injuries <laughs> this week, but I don't really see Boston losing even you a game have, against the Sixers, to be honest, at this couldn't point. Have, couldn't have cursed them yesterday for me. Because, <laughs> I mean, I went to bed and all I seen was Jason Tatum not missing. He went 10 from 12. Did he? Yeah. Good game. And like 6 from 6 from 3. He's been up and down, Jason Tatum, in the bubble. My, my, my pick from the Celtics has been... Uh, Jalen Brown, but we'll get to that uh, a little bit next week. We were going to go and do some some stuffs on a player from each team. Anything else you want to talk about in the Eastern Conference? There's not a whole lot of stuff. I think Miami will be a tricky team, uh, whoever draws them, which at, at this stage it's literally either going to be the Pacers or the um, the 76ers. Uh, I believe it more than likely will end up being the Pacers, but well, I'm Miami's sure going to be difficult. After today, everyone's got one match left. So, because I believe the final round of the final round of bubble hiatus games are Saturday, I think our Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So that's the final round. Um, so I don't see the S- Western Conference is a bit kind of a bit of a different story. Even then, it's pretty much the same as well. But I think the East is definitely set in, and they're the matchups that we're going to see in the first round of yeah. the playoffs. And on the last day, we actually get to see the Heat versus the Pacers, which is going to be quite interesting. I wonder if so it's like an eight-game series. <laughs> I, I reckon they'll end up just resting absolutely everybody. Yeah. Because why would you want to show your hand that early if that's who you're going to be be playing? I reckon it'll exactly. be a pretty. Pretty underwhelming game, that one, so probably don't tune into it. But as far as the, the standings go, I think they're pretty well locked in. I thought the Magic were going to beat the Nets um, in, in the standings, and Magic would be seven and Nets would be eight. Nothing too interesting there, though, because they'll both more than likely get swept by both the Bucks and Raptors, respectively. So, yeah, not too much to talk about there. Yeah, that's an easy one. I think it's just funny that the Wizards went backwards, to be honest. That's my, that's my favourite part. It is quite good. <laughs> so in the West, though, it's a bit of a different story. So we've got the Lakers obviously clinched first spot. Clippers, so it goes Lakers, they'll be up against... Well, I'll, just, I'll just start talking about that Depends now. Depends on the so bubble. The, the play-in series. At the moment, the Portland Trailblazers have leapfrogged the limping two-legged Memphis Grizzlies mm-hmm. to um, be in the eighth seed. So that, at the moment, it's a Blazers-Grizzlies play-in. Now, the play-in tournament, how that works is it'll be over two games. The Grizzlies have to win both games, and the Blazers just have to win one. If they win one, it carries on, and Blazers get the eighth seed. This is a bit complicated as well because the Grizzlies and the Suns are actually on the same uh, same games behind total. But if the Memphis Grizzlies win tomorrow, they will get the play-in tournament over the Suns, regardless of if they get a win. Yeah, so we've held off recording this episode for as long as possible so we can see what's happening. Try to get a clear picture of what's actually going to be happening in the standings for this eighth seed. And absolutely nothing has really become clear at all. <laughs> because tomorrow, 
uh, we happen to have a whole bunch of games that do have an impact on that. So you've got the Mavericks versus the Suns, the Bucks versus the Grizzlies, the Spurs versus the Jazz, and the Trailblazers versus the Nets. Now, the Trailblazers aren't losing against the Nets. It depends on who gets rested, basically, as to who's going to be put into the finals. So if the Mavericks decide to rest all of their players, which they rested all of them two games ago, last game they all played, so this game I would presume that they'd all rest, therefore I think the Phoenix Suns will win. Bucks are without Giannis, I think the Grizzlies will win. Trailblazers are probably going to beat the Nets, and the Spurs, to be honest, I think Utah will be resting players as well. I genuinely think all the teams are going to have a win, so therefore the bubble uh, actual... I keep calling it the bubble, the play-in bubble. The play-in, the hiatus, resumption, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the the play-in tournament I don't think will change because the only reason why Memphis Grizzlies are actually in front of the Phoenix Suns is because the Memphis Grizzlies... um, hold the tiebreaker over the Phoenix Suns because the Phoenix Suns actually have a better points differential mm. than Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. So that's the only reason why the Grizzlies are holding on to that nine seed. However, it's basically whoever, if anyone loses out of that group, they're sort of out of the play-in tournament. Yeah. The big thing is if the Grizzlies win, they'll be playing. If they don't win, it'll most likely be the Suns over the Spurs. Correct, yep. Yeah. Because if both of the Suns and the Spurs win, then the Suns go through because they have a better points differential. Yeah. But same thing with the the Trailblazers. If they lose, they may potentially uh, drop out just purely. I'll oh, drop to the ninth. Yeah. Potentially, but they'll more than likely be in the play-in series. So it's going to be a, quite exciting to see. I'm I'm really looking forward to that two-game play-in series. I'm now not. we 100 percent know it's happening. <laughs> I don't care I'm what not. teams are in it. I'm excited to see who's going to take on the Lakers. Yeah, I think um, that's why I, I'm going on a different approach. I don't think Milwaukee will rest absolutely everyone tomorrow. Obviously, Giannis, they're forced to rest in because he's suspended. But I think it's in the league's best interest for, especially in the Eastern Conference, for the Memphis Grizzlies to not make the playoffs. Because if you're the Bucks, you want them to go up against... Like, you versus the Grizzlies, it's going to be 4-0, sweep, done and dusted. Whereas if you go up against the Blazers, it might go to six. It might possibly go to seven. Even someone like the Nets, probably not as much. Not the Nets, the Suns, sorry, probably not as severe. But like you want them to have a t- you want them to have a tough first round opponent. Yeah. So I think it's in the best interest of the Eastern Conference, especially, and other parties in the West would would be wouldn't cheering. complain. Would yeah, they? exactly right. For the Blazers to be in the in the eighth seed, I think the thing that I hope happens, which I don't think it can at the moment is I would have loved to have seen Portland go up against the Clippers, especially with everything that's been happening with Dame Lillard in the um, oh, on social yeah. media and with Paul George and Pat Bev. Yeah. I love Pat Bev. <laughs> so, like, it's, for people that don't know about that, Dame uh, tweeted something out. Or I think it might have been House of Highlights tweeted something, and then uh, it was a Dame Lillard highlight. Paul George clapped at it pretty much saying that he's been eliminated Dame clapped back at him saying, I eliminated you, everything like that. And there's a bit of Twitter beef. They really don't like each other. Obviously, that beef sort of started since that OKC wave off last year against against the Trailblazers. But, yeah, I think, to be honest, like it's it's weird because everyone's like, oh, watch out for Dame, watch out for Dame, watch out for Dame. He's absolutely killing it. And this is going to annoy all the Blazers fans we have that listen. But oh, Tread lightly, mate. No, I'm not going to tread lightly because they, them and... The Suns are going up against teams that are like one either resting all their players and playing like, for example, like even though he's just started out like Shake Milton, like oh, on the Blazers versus yeah. that, and it's just like yeah, he can drop fifty on Shake Milton. Shake Milton's a G League player. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Not like, really. Not really. That was a bad example, but like, but I get what you're versing, saying. Yeah, I do get what you're saying. They're, they're not playing bench the, guys. They're not playing the top tier talent. Correct. They're versing like their fringe starters and exactly. backup guards and things like that. Which, like, I, I 100% agree and understand that. At the same time, though, so is Memphis Grizzlies, and they've dropped a whole bunch of games. Not true. So are not true. So are Sacramento Kings, and That's so is true. every other team. Because if you actually look at the Grizzlies teams and who they versed yesterday against the Celtics, I, I have no idea what the Celtics played, are doing. Mate, though they're literally just they, everyone every played game, max minutes. Every game they've been rolling out their team, so I don't get what they. Do you want to know the two, three, and four for the Celtics? Who started? No, I know who started. Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum. Do you know who the Grizzlies two, three, and four was? Grayson Allen. <laughs> Dylan Brooks, Anthony Tolliver, Kyle Anderson. Yeah, good players. What do you think's going to happen? Solid players, mate. But like, so everyone's everyone's getting lucky. We're just getting absolutely munted. And when you when you miss two out of your five, but I think regardless, what happens with the Blazers, they're not getting past. They're not going to beat the Lakers anyway. So no, no, I really think whoever does get that eight eight seed in the playoff bubble, no matter what the team, even if somehow the Spurs jumped up, let's say Trailblazers, Grizzlies, and Suns all lost, and the Spurs win and they jump up to the eight seed. I reckon whoever gets the eight seed wins um, that play-in battle, just because purely for the fact you only have to win one out of two games. Oh, yeah. So I think just a clear advantage. I think it's a very, very good advantage, and whoever gets that eight seed, I think, will go through. It'll be. It's still going to be exciting though, because those games actually matter. And the other thing, the Pelicans, who were favourites to get the eight seed, thirteenth, they fell gone. to. Long gone. It almost would have been better to have Tanked. the Timberwolves. <laughs> Literally tanked out. Well, it is seven and a half games behind them. But, yeah, everyone tipped out. That was the big money. I'm trying to remember the odds favourite in, like, the LA market. But I know they were the big money favourite. Then it was the Blazers and the Grizzlies. And the Suns were also, like, the least favourite. Yeah. And now Suns there's the a very big chance that they'll be playing tomorrow. They'll be playing in the play-in, which I kind of hope. If there is the play-in, I want the team that's ninth to win... The first game, I would love that too. Because so then the it's second a sudden, one, sudden yeah. death, like that's what I'd, that's what I'd like to see happen anyway. Yeah, it would be extremely exciting if that did happen. However, whether that happens or not, that's a complete another story. To be completely honest, uh, were there any interesting games that you found throughout the week that you chose to tune into that you may not have tuned into? In other settings. Yeah, so the team I'm going to be going for once the Grizzlies get eliminated is either going to be the Philadelphia 76ers or the Dallas Mavericks. So I've got my Luka jersey on standby. But I really liked the um, 134 to 131 Portland Trailblazers against the Mavericks where Dame dropped a career-high 61. Now, 61 points isn't exactly anything to snuffle at. But Adidas has discounted all Dame shoes down to $61 a pair. If anyone's interested, jump online now. <laughs> well, yeah, they'll be going Sponsored by Adidas, we are. <laughs> And the other game I really liked uh, to watch the other day, it was a while back, and that was... I'm just trying to pull up the scores now. And that was the Jazz, 132 in a, in a tight loss in o- overtime two to the Nuggets, 134. Michael Porter Jr. went off, and he's sort of um, really, really, really impressed me and keeps playing better and better and better. In that game alone, he had 23, 11, and 2. Mm. And Jokic had 30, and 11, and 7. Like, Some, even Jamal Murray's been playing extremely well. He's Yeah, Jamal Murray, I think, has been back for one or two games now, and he's been looked really, really sharp since he's been back, which is great. So that's good to see coming off an injury. They're what still without you? Gary Harris. Uh, as far as games that I've been impressed with, I, I won't pick a game per se, but I've been really impressed with just Miami Heat in general. Overall, I think... Really? I thought they'd been a bit underwhelming. They've been up and down, however... 
they've been shooting really, really poorly and they're still not losing games. Mm. Or if they do lose, it's not like they're getting blown out. And these games, don't forget, aren't really all that critical for them. So they're not playing at 100% intensity and trying to win everything by a million. Um, I think they're going to be a very hard team to stop. Whoever draws them in the second round, uh, going to be tough. Realistically, whoever they get in the second round, it's going to be a tough opponent. Uh, in the first round, it appears, and we already mentioned it, that they're going to be playing the Indiana Pacers. However, I think it'll be a breeze for them, and they'll move through to the second round uh, quite quite easily. The other team uh, that I've been impressed with, or, or game that I really liked watching, um, <clears throat> was, believe it or not, it was yesterday, and I enjoyed watching it because there were a bunch of young players and random players playing, and that was the New Orleans Pelicans versus Sacramento Kings. Now, New Orleans Pelicans rolled out a lineup that started off as Lonzo Ball, Etwan Moore, Jackson Hayes, Josh Hart, and Nico Melli. And then off the bench, they, they finally played some of their younger players that have not really seen the floor in, in months, to be honest. So Jaleel Okafor, Frank Jackson, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Kendrick Williams, and Sindarius Thornwell. Now, Sindarius Thornwell came over from the Clippers, uh, earlier on in the season, I think he's a really decent player. Um, he just gets absolutely no time there. So hopefully he can sort of, you know, work his way up and get into like a rotation, I guess, for them. Same with players like Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Although he had a bad shooting night, he still assisted quite a bit. Frank Jackson's a scoring point guard. And Jaleel Okafor has been knocked for his defense, actually played really, really well. Ended up being one of the only players on on uh, the Pelicans who had a positive plus-minus uh, while he was on the court and scored 21 points on 9 of 11 shooting. At one stage, I think he was 8 for 8 in the game, which was dope to see because he's been sort of forgotten about, really. It's been just left by the wayside. There's a reason for that. I think he's. I think he's got a space. <laughs> There's a reason in that. for that. I think he's got a space in the NBA. Yeah, in the G League, absolutely. G League, NBA, player. mate. G League and NBA are two different things. No, you can't be for, talking about the Memphis, Memphis hustles, mate. I didn't. You brought up. You brought up a G League player, not me. I haven't t- talked about Udi yet. That's coming later. But <laughs> so the other thing, and also just to touch on, if you. When you said about who Miami might pull in the second round, at the moment, if the standings are, which I think this is pretty much locked in, they're going to be versing the Bucks. Yeah, in the second round, so they'll be up against the Bucks if they get over the Pacers. Do you think the Pacers could sneak a win? Uh, the Pacers could sneak a win, but I, don't I mean, like a win of the series. No way, they're going to win a, a game. They're definitely going to win a game. It's not going to be a sweep, but I don't think they're going to win. Not a chance. I think Miami have too many good veteran players, and that they can all score. If if you know. Andre Iguodala had 20 points on one night. It's not like you're going to be that surprised. Or, you know, if Jimmy Butler has 30 or Bam Adebayo has 30, it's not like, you know, completely out of the ordinary or anything like that. So, yeah, I I don't see it being too hard for them. The other thing that's going to be interesting is um, if you look towards mainly around, like, look back towards the Western Conference and what's going to happen. So other than the eight seed, everything else is locked in essentially like the only thing that could maybe switch is the fifth and sixth position because okc are nine and jazz are 9.5 they could switch the fourth will pretty much stay depending on how houston play today so if you look at that as it is i think the western conference playoffs is going to be extremely tough what more so on the fact that 
if you look at if you look at the Eastern Eastern Conference, one and two, so Milwaukee above. and Toronto are definitely cut above for one and two. They get sort of a rest in the first round mm. because like they're playing they're playing who is it? The Nets and the Magic. Literally, the Nets are rolling out an actual G League team. <laughs> if if you <laughs> want to talk about G League. That's the Nets. They are right. Like, the, the Nets don't have any players to rest. And in their game the other day against the Magic, they had Timothy Luaru Cabarro, who was a cast-off from the 76ers, was their leading scorer with 24 points. And someone That's who, a hell of a game, though, to be He was 9 of 12 and, th- and 4 from 8. And from someone three. who I thought had a different first name, but turns out his first name's Jeremiah Martin. Look where he's from. Memphis, Memphis what Tennessee. A what a man. But I'm um, like, so they're versing like those guys. Lakers and the Clippers up against the Jazz and as it stands at the moment, yeah. Portland. So if we That's go not off... Not the Jazz, the Mavericks, sorry. If we Portland. go off the Western Conference playoffs at the moment, if everything stayed like this, Portland wins out. Um, Portland obviously wins the play-in tournament for the eighth seed. Lakers versus Portland. Clippers v Mavs. Nuggets v Jazz. Rockets v Thunder. Which series would you most be looking forward to? Rockets v Thunder. I would be looking forward to that the most as well. I, I think genuinely think I will in, watch in, every single game. Yeah, they've I got would tune two, in every game, even if it's at two a.m. on like and they've got days. two very different styles of play. The Rockets uh-huh. are the rundown and gun. The OKC Thunder play, the play a little bit slower. Um, the points for this season for the Thunder are one ten, and for the Rockets are one eighteen. The Rockets' defense, though, is 114, and the Thunder defense is 108, so a pretty decent defense by the Rockets. So it's going to be one hell of a series, um, led by two really good point guards. Definitely. Battles all over the court, though. Definitely. Battles all over the court. And, you know, I think the Thunder are going to have a bit of a, a battle on their hand, whether they're able to leave Stephen Adams out there. Um, but then at the same time, maybe Stephen Adams dominates and... The Rockets have to sort something out. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting thing to bring up. Now I'm gonna. I also think real quickly before I change topic again, the Nuggets versus the Jazz. I think the Jazz can actually win that game against oh, the Nuggets. I, I genuinely reckon not. the Jazz will be win that series, nah, especially mate. You Sweet. just sit Rudy on sit Rudy on Bol Bol game. And Bol Bol's their best player. Sweet. Actually, Michael Porter Jr. is their best player at the Sweet. moment. No way, Nuggets. Now I want to quickly. We're getting jazz, towards I mean. the end of. The bubble or the hiatus that we've, we're gonna have, we call it the bubble, but you know what I mean. I'm gonna reflect on my bubble predictions at the. So I had, do you want, do you want if I do that, mate? No, oh, okay, for thank it. you, Matty. Now, MVP, I had Ben Simmons. Now, I'm not sure if you've got yours in front of you on your I'll screen, pull you're pulling it up. Yeah. So I had Ben Simmons. My defensive player had Giannis, six man Montrez Harrell. Whoops. <laughs> so, no, coach was Nick Nurse, and the finalist team to be the standard with the Grizzlies and rookie Jar Morant. Now, I'm going to go through and see who like who you should genuinely give it to. MVP for me, I would honestly give it to Chris Paul. I'll go through my bubble awards really quickly before mm-hmm. we start going then. LeBron, no. MVP, I got LeBron. Defensive player, no. Ben Simmons. <laughs> six man, Al Horford. <laughs> coach, definitely not Brett Brown. Finalist team, Sixers, Lakers, that could come. And rookie, bowl, bowl. None of those are yeah. happening. So, MVP for me, over this, even though there's still one more game to go, but like it's not going to change yeah, my no, mind. Yeah, let's roll them out. I'm going Chris Paul. I'm going Dame. I'm getting Chris. Nah, I reckon Chris Paul's been better. But Dame, that's a fair shout. You can't argue too much about that. Defensive player, this one's a bit harder because I feel like both of our selections, Giannis has been pretty good. 
But for defensive player, I'm going to go Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I'll 100% reckon Rudy Gobert, to be completely honest. Uh, I think he's been really, really good in the games that I've been able to watch of Utah. Um, and when he's been on the court, he makes a massive difference. Six man. This one's hard. This one's a difficult one because there's been no one really coming off the bench that's been lighting it up except for one person for the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> TJ Warren's been He'd come starting. come the sidelines. <laughs> is that a six-man? One player from the Portland Trailblazers that I'm going to give a shout-out to is Gary Trent Jr. He's been shooting over 50% mm. from the field, 50% from the three-point line, and also 50, uh, 90% from the free-throw line since he's been in the bubble. On top of that... Um, I'm just trying to pull up his game, recent games in terms of his scoring. So since being in the bubble, he has scored 17, 21, 16, 27, 22. Uh, poor shooting performance, but scored five points and then 11 points in the most recent game. All off the bench. Um, I think he's been the best by far as my sixth man. Interesting. I'm going to actually show a bit of love towards a team that I don't really like the most. And I reckon someone that deserves a little bit of a share for six man, which is funny because he's a rookie, is Keldon Johnson. He has been playing quite well in the most recent couple of games. Has. In his he? last game against the, against the Rockets, it was the Rockets G League team, he dropped 24, 11 and 3. That's it's insane. A good game, wasn't it? That's absolutely insane. So I think he's been playing really well. Another person who I also think has been playing really well is on the Dallas Mavericks. Let me just pull up the name here. And that was... <laughs> his, his last game was absolutely uh, definitely against it. But that was a Boban, mate. Can't like go Boban. Boban. Boban go, go Boban. doesn't play enough minutes. He does. No, nah, definitely doesn't play enough minutes. And he's in John McThree. He's allowed. Might be in a movie, but still not enough minutes. Yeah, no, I wasn't serious about Boban. But anyway, uh, we can move on to that one. So that was uh, six man. Now, def- now, coach, I had Nick Nurse. I'm pretty much going to stay Nick Nurse. Yeah, I'd, I'd stay with Nick Nurse or go with Billy Donovan from the OKC yeah. just because yeah. OKC have been playing quite well. Um, the other person that I will give a shout-out to is how could you go past Monty Williams from the Suns? They haven't dropped a game since being in the bubble. Just because they're versing G League opposition. Mate, no <laughs> so other team's won seven games. Exactly right, because they, they have to verse actual genuine starters, whereas the other people are just like, ah, oh, we'll roll out. the G- We'll make Devin Booker look good for once so Anthony's card prices can go up. Mate, so they're thinking of you. Are you going to sell them? No way. They yeah. fold. Oh, but you're not going to complete them because they're worth too much money now. Like it's too expensive. So, <laughs> so maybe it is time to fold. Finalist teams. I don't really. I'm not really going to go into no, that. No, let's not like, go into that. Let's just say my 76 is pick. Not happening. But rookie of the bubble, and I am biased, but it's 100 percent him again because he's put an absolute underperforming team on his back every single game. He played oh, 42 minutes. Oh, you can't say Jamari. It is Jamari. Oh my god. Now look at his stats and tell me that it's not. It's Michael Porter Jr. It's not. It's oh, not. Ja what Morant, is wrong with you? In John Morant's last game, he had 26, 4, and 13. Michael, what he's is averaging wrong with more you? better numbers than Michael Porter Jr. What it's, is wrong that's with just you? It. Look at Michael Porter Jr. You have absolute problems. Look at that. Look, if look, we go on to game log, so yeah. Michael Porter Jr., since being in the bubble, has scored 25. Uh, sorry, that was minutes. That's minutes. Scored 11, 37, 30, 27, 23, 15, whilst basically averaging a, a double-double. See, okay. and oh, Basically averaging. There was a few games that were lesser than those. Now let's go into the Grizzlies and we'll pull up Jars. And they are honestly, I looked this morning, they are extremely similar in numbers. Yeah. And Michael Porter Jr., he doesn't have to deal with Dylan Brooks. You also have to recognise that Jar Morant has not barely won a game since being there. Because yeah, he's playing Porter with Jr. Dylan Brooks. Has won he's games. playing with... Okay, 
So if that's logic going on, I'd much. I think I think you and I would win more games than Ja Morant if we had to if we got to play with Nikola Jokic. No way. Over not a chance. Over Dylan Brooks and Anthony Tolliver. Not mate. a chance. Look at that. Look at the games from Ja. So since the bubble, where was our bubble? Yeah, he's been start? rolling out forty minutes a game. Porter Junior's been playing 25, 30 minutes. Yeah, Porter Junior gets to play with people that know how to play basketball. Where do, where's the bubble Dreaming. even start? Just oh, August. August sorry. So August first. 22, 25, 11, 20, 19, 17, 26. You have to admit they're similar. Oh, I'm Basically not averaging a double-double as well. I'm not arguing with you that he's been good. I'm just arguing with you with the fact that Michael Porter Jr. has been better than Jarman and quick has contributed well. to winning basketball. So you're saying, if you use that logic, there are players that are outside of the playoffs with better stats a.k.a. Trey Young, give him MVP. Don't matter that he can't defend. <laughs> no. Doesn't matter that his team don't win anything. He's got That's better not, stats. But, MVP, not Trey Young. Doesn't MVP, have, he doesn't no. have better stats than Giannis, does Trey Young, MVP stats. Does he have better stats than Giannis? Pretty much, no. yeah. See, you, see you, you're full of it. I'm he's, not full he's of it. It's, it's the not. truth. It's the genuine truth. If Let's go, because now I'm on a tangent. We're going to go and look up player stats. So look at Trey Young, what Trae he's Young. averaging. He doesn't have, Dame's averaging better than him in the bubble. Trey so Young Dame's is averaging... 30 points a game, roughly, and yeah. 9.3 assists and 4.3 Dame's literally averaging more than that. Luca's averaging Correct, more than that in the, the bubble. bubble. Yeah, but now we're talking about MVP for the entire season, not just for the bubble. So well, go it's... pull up Giannis's stats, and okay. then we'll compare it. Because well, if you go off your logic of Ja Morant being better than Michael Porter Jr., which is basically that a losing, trash, rubbish team can have the MVP the Eastern wrong, Conference, the section. Uh, player stats. Where is we he? We should have done a bit more research on this before we started. Is it game log? Yeah. Stats. Stats. So, 29. 29 yep. 5.6, 13.6. So, he's better than the trade. A little bit. but so your we argument's could, invalid. We could, so ar- we could argue. Same, same way Michael Porter Jr.'s stats are better than Ja Morant's. We could argue it. But guess what? Giannis wins basketball games. Michael Porter Jr. wins basketball games. And ja Morant and doesn't. And what I'm telling you as well, if Michael Porter Jr. is on the Grizzlies, he's also losing all those games as well. The Grizzlies are absolute garbage, I don't know about mate. that, mate. Absolute it's garbage. better than Jaron Jackson, too. Well, Jaron Jackson's played two games and then he decided, even he was like, it's not worth my time. Anyway, let's <laughs> move on. The new year. Let's move on to something a little bit more positive because we do like to stay positive here. Let's look at we, some bubble breakout performers. Now, these are players that oh. may have been in the NBA for a while, could be rookie players, could be players that are sort of borderline um, stars that have established themselves or sort of made that next little bit of a step. Who do you have as one player or two players? I know I've just sprung this little section on you, but who do you have off the top of your head mm-hmm. that sort of stepped up a little bit in your mind this this bubble compared well, to how the they were playing one, either in the season you have, or previously? You seasons. have sprung it on me, but it's it's okay because I did talk about one previously, and that's Kelton Johnson. Yeah, from the Spurs, he's thoroughly impressed me with what he's been putting up. I don't know, I don't have the numbers in front of me, like. So I can't talk about stats because I didn't know about this part. But the other person, which is extremely obvious, which everyone's going to have, is TJ Warren. He's currently not playing at the moment against just the Rockets. Chilling. He's just chilling. They're resting their best player. But um, so him and Zabonis. No, him and no uh, Oladipo today, I don't believe. No, Oladipo's playing. Oh, is he? Yeah, 14 oh, 4, and four So And he's played 30 minutes as well. Wow. But um, like, I think they're the two big ones. The other one that you can obviously advocate for is Michael Porter Jr., he has been absolutely unreal, especially considering he, we haven't seen much of him. We didn't see anything of him in his official rookie year due to his back, due to his back surgery. But um, they're the three big ones, and the other one that I've been super impressed with is Chris Paul again. 
but like Chris Paul's but a he's superstar. already an established superstar. So but he's really but he's him. well, you can because he's taken his team to the next level. Yeah, but like you didn't about like bubble like breakout performers, someone that you wouldn't go out and buy their jersey of, just say. But now you would be like, Are you ready for a rogue one? Oh, I might go and purchase his jersey. Okay. Who? Grant Williams the third from Boston. He's barely played minutes. Yeah, no, he played. He played heaps yesterday. I feel like I watched him dunk heaps yesterday. So now I'm on him. I'm on him. Go invest in his cards. Whatever. I I didn't watch them yesterday, so I have no idea. But all I can say is he's played barely any minutes, so not interested. I'll tell you his stats exactly. Oh, it's Robert Williams. Oh, I Robert Grant Williams. Williams. Yeah, My that's bad. what I was it's saying. Robert Grant Williams. Williams is the one that was drafted this year, and I don't yeah, know Robert if he Robert Williams played. the third. There's too many Williams Yeah, he the had thirds. some dope blocks um, yeah. so far this um, whole, whole bubble yesterday. competition. Yeah, so. sorry, not Grant. My bad. Robert Williams, yeah, he's made a little bit of a name for himself as a bit of a role player, hasn't and he? And also, he looks like the type of guy that stands out the front of 7-Eleven with like a gun in his waist. Oh, Have you seen his neck tattoo? He's intimidating. Like, yes, to say the least. If, if you're playing basketball and he pulls up and he's like, can I play you for the court? You're just like, just have it. Yeah. I'm going home before I get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one other player that I'll add to it who... Uh, Taco? No, he's <laughs> not really... I won't say he's a breakout bubble performer because he's already performed this way before, but I think he'll start getting some more consideration for like all-star voting and things like that. Is Devin Booker, and I'm not saying he's that's an just purely for the superstar. He's you not because he hasn't that. made all-star team. He made an all-star team this year. I'm because, just making because Dame Time oh. blew his knee out. You, I reckon da- no, Dame Time just wanted to wrap. Right, well, we'll just move on rap. then because you're, you're just not having any of it today. You're not not engaging <laughs> not in any, any common Booker. sense basketball conversations. You just want to talk no about Booker. your rubbish Memphis the Grizzlies thing, and how trash. I haven't even talked about that because yeah, I will talk about how trash because I want that. I want to be put out of my misery for five minutes. No, I don't want that. But the one thing I will admit is the Devin Booker has the best shot of the bubble. He definitely has at and the moment. I don't think anyone will beat that shot because he shot it over Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Mm. So no one's going to beat that shot. And the fact that the Suns are 7-0 and is just an absolute joke. And credit to them because, like, I sure as hell was just like... I remember saying when when it first started, I was like, oh, yeah, the Suns and the Spurs, don't worry about them. Yep, <laughs> so no, they, they were the two teams were... that you literally could have been like, yep, don't worry let's about cross those they're two just, out. They're just getting invited because the rest are... And then they've won 7-0. Yeah, so... And it's probably going to be 8-0 because I... Well, you, you touched on it briefly. Like, the Mavs are going to rest everyone, aren't they? Yeah. There's no point, there's no point playing. Oh, I think there's no point will. playing I think, I think all the top-range top, top range yeah. sort of teams are just in rest mode. Well, you'd, be, you'd be mad to not play them. Like, you'd be mad to play Luca and Luca. Because if they got injured if you're dead. against you're the Suns, when you, you have a... A tough matchup, more than you're likely yeah, against um, the Clippers. You, you you have nothing. You have no chance at all. So, and I believe I could be wrong. So correct me. Playoff start on Sunday? No, they won't because of the play-in tournament. Oh, it'll be the play-in game yeah. that I'm seeing registered. I say the play-in tournament starts on Sunday. I think so. I believe okay. so. Because there's the one there on the NBA app that says to be decided. Yeah, I believe it's just the play-in. Okay. Do we have a match. date for the playoffs? I have no idea. We had a date at some stage, but I can't remember. Oh, NBA playoffs start on August 17th. So, yeah, that'll be out August 18th, I believe. Which is Tuesday. Ah. Tuesday morning. That sucks. Must be <laughs> sick on that day. But anyway, real quickly before we get going, I do want to talk to you a couple of minutes about some coaches that you think might be in the hot seat slash already on the lookout. Like, we know Brooklyn Nets, they've already fired their coach and they're looking for a new coach. Um, what teams do you think might have 
some coaches that are on the uh, hot seat. Are there any teams that come off the top of your mind? We'll start with the Eastern Conference, we might as well, and then we'll oh, roll the way through. The West, do, do you want to start with Western Conference? West. By all means, let's roll. Alvin Gentry. I reckon Alvin Gentry is well and truly on the hot seat, oh, hey? Mate, that seat's so hot. His it's got to be on fire. Burnt. Yep, I agree with that. I 100% think Alvin Gentry is looking down the barrel at the moment. And do you know what? There's a, there's a big conspiracy going on in the world. The reason Zion's only playing short minutes is because the head officers have ordered it. Because if they made... They weren't going to beat the Blazers anyway, but if they made the playoffs, you can't fire a coach that's made a, that's been so, made a four-game so positive. Yeah. Like, you can't fire a coach like that. So, so I, a a I think he's gone. Hey? I reckon he's gone. Who do they replace? That's a different conversation I would like to for a see this, this is what I would like to see with the Pelicans, is at the moment they don't need someone to be a championship coach. So they don't need someone like Tyron Lue who's going to come in and deal with big personalities and stuff like that. They need someone that's going to get these players playing together and sorting out their defense because their defense is Fizdale. absolutely horrendous. Fizdale. I was more thinking Kenny Atkinson, the yeah, old Brooklyn Nets That's a good one. So if they could he should get, have been fired by Brooklyn in my no opinion. Way. So. If they could get Kenny Atkinson, I reckon that's a great signing. I think in the, I think that's realistically the only coach in the you, Western Conference. You go Conference. down the standings in the West and like they're all safe. Safe, yeah, 100%. Like, okay, see, so he's safe for the next 20 years yeah. after what he's done yeah. this year. So 100%, I reckon fine. they're all safe. Um, even, even teams like you know the Kings, the Wolves, and the Warriors, they're all going to keep their coaches. Uh, when, I, when I jump up into the Eastern Conference, that's where things get a little bit dicey. Uh, we already know some, some new coaches on the Knicks. Uh, what do you think about Jim Boylan on Chicago Bulls? Do you think he's on a bit of a hot seat? The players ne- not necessarily get along with him too well. Uh, there's always rumblings around that coaching whenever, job. Whenever the star player of your team doesn't like the coach, the player always wins. The coach is gone. Yeah. Zach Levine does not like him. Neither is Larry Zach Markin. Levine is their star player. Larry Markinen's their second star player. You know what I mean? And where the smoke, there's fire. So I think I think Jim Boylan's on a bit of a hot seat as well. Uh, Magic, I think they keep the coach. To be honest, the Orlando Magic team's not very good. You look at the roster and you can't, um, you can't polish a turd. No, nah. and they, they made the eight seed, which is actually quite surprising. I thought they were going to be absolute rubbish this season and they, they turned out not half bad. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, obviously, they're going to look for a new coach. I'm... Um, don't really know who they're going to go. Brett There's Brown's a few, staying in few different names. No one else. I think Brett Brown is on a hot seat. Oh, see, I think I think it's really unfair for Brett Brown to be on a hot seat. He is because Philadelphia complained about absolutely everything their coaches do, no matter what sport it is. Like, but I think put it this way: if Philly sack Brett Brown and you're in the market for a new coach, oh, mate, get if Brett I were Brown, the Nets, I'd just go straight away. up to Brett Brown. Yeah, but at the same time. I think his seat is super hot, to be honest, with the 76ers. Just See, I the feel constant... bad for him if it is, because I think that's unfair. I feel bad for him, and it's unfair, yeah. But then at the same time, it's pretty much something's got to give at some stage. And I think this is the stage. This it's is funny, now been, Brett Brown quit before he got fired. This has now <laughs> so... been pretty much three seasons where they've underperformed um, in, in the playoffs or towards the end of the season. So they need to make Injuries, a decision. Though. Injuries. Injuries, there's tons of stuff, but you can't keep saying, you can't keep rolling out the same thing. So maybe it's time to move move on from Joel Embiid. Maybe it's time yeah. to move on from Ben Simmons or Brett Brown. It's got to be one of those three. And to me, the easiest, most palatable thing is get rid of the coach. See, the thing is, though, like, and that's what basketball's a business. Correct. And the, the front court, well, the front court, <laughs> the front office 
will always like realistically if you're a basketball person if you know basketball you know that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons shouldn't be playing together like that doesn't work yeah it doesn't work you know that but the front office it sells jerseys it sells tickets it sells memberships having them two playing together so they're going to keep them two playing together even though they will they probably won't win a championship if you're going to be honest about it so I think you are right with it like the coach is the easiest scapegoat by far it's the easiest oh we'll get rid of him and then like everything will be better yeah and then when it's not better then it's a different issue which is i want to talk about this ages ago and i just remember just then apparently there's reports from um shams and stuff like that so it should be legit the cleveland cavaliers are acquiring a trade package deal for ben simmons oh, i could see them put be able to put together something i genuinely could does this They've now mean a lot that of Cleveland players? are the New York Knicks of the point guard position? I was kind of thinking maybe the Knicks could package something together for Ben Simmons. <laughs> it wouldn't be a very good package, but maybe they could get like a... Just give them picks. A, a, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like Frank Nilakina. well, they got to make salaries match. So maybe Frank oh, Nilakina, yeah. Julius Randle, and, and some other like player that quote-unquote should be able to shoot threes. I don't know who else they have on their but roster. Then you've got two point guards that can't really shoot. What do you mean? RJ Barrett and Ben Simmons. RJ Barrett's not a point guard. Well, like two guards. Yeah, but then... Yeah, but it's still... Then it's like Ben Simmons' team and then you make everyone fit around Ben Simmons rather than at the moment everyone's trying to fit around... Joel and Ben. RJ Barrett and... <laughs> oh, the Knicks. Julius Randle and God knows whoever else they want to roll out. Um, and then it could be like sort of Philly 2.0 because Mitchell Robinson's like really rubbish Joel Embiid and can't shoot threes, <laughs> except he's got mad handles on some um, Insta videos that have been coming out. But I'm getting really off topic now, so I think that's about time we uh, summarise things up and get moving. Sounds terrific to me. Yeah, it's a long show today. Plenty to talk about, and we'll see you guys next week after a big weekend of bustle to discuss um, what's happening with these playoffs. Well, next time we see each other, it should be playoff, playoff time, wouldn't it? Playoff preview. Be- yeah, it'll be next next Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah, thanks everyone and we'll chat to you guys then.